0: Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston, and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to CFRC 101.9, Alexandra here, and I hope that your Wednesday is treating you well so far. I hope that you had an enjoyable long weekend even though we couldn't celebrate like we usually do with in-person fireworks and the whole shebang but I hope that you found a way to make up for it and that you got to use Monday as an extra day off with whoever whatever you're quarantined with the weather was really nice it seems like it's gonna stay like this for a little while hopefully it does um, because it was really really enjoyable and it looks like Throughout the week, um, throughout the weekend, we're going to be in the um, low 20s, so that's really nice. It looks like sunshine all around as I check the weather right now, so I'm glad to see it. I hope you are too. Um, so that's some good news. Um, good weather is always really, really nice. Um, there was also an online firework event, so hopefully you got to catch that show, if anything, um, to celebrate the, to celebrate Victoria Day. Um, in recent news, it was announced yesterday that, after weeks of no new covid nineteen cases in the Kingston, Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington area, there is one new case of the novel coronavirus: A man in his twenties was tested on May sixteenth and on Monday, May eighteenth, the test results came back as a positive. The area saw its last new case on April 29th, but now with the addition of the new case, it brings a total number of cases to 62, but thankfully it's just the one that is active. Despite the fact that the KFLA region has been doing significantly well with flattening the curve, please don't forget to adhere to social distancing rules by keeping 6 feet or 2 meters apart and not gathering in groups larger than 5. On Tuesday, May 19th, the Ontario province started to reopen some services and businesses across the province, while parks, trails, and municipal boat launches remain open. Here are some of the recreational amenities that will be reopened in the next week or so once fencing is taken down and once the city has done what they need to do to make it accessible to people. Off-leash dog parks, sports fields, The Caraco home field track, sports courts, and skate parks will be opening within the next week or so. Team play or doubles games are not permitted unless players are from the same household and users of these facilities must be 6 feet apart. The City of Kingston also encourages people to wear face masks or coverings. Um, and to bring hand sanitizer and or water to wash hands before and after using these facilities. Park amenities including benches, picnic tables, um, and playgrounds remain to be closed and they're still prohibited. Please respect the caution tape on all these amenities. Like I said, gatherings of five or more continue to be prohibited. Municipal facilities remain closed to the public, community centers and all that kind of stuff. But of course, Kingston Transit still continues to operate but on a reduced schedule. Even with the looks of everything going on at the moment, a lot of our beloved annual summer festivals don't look plausible, which is really unfortunate to hear. I know I was really looking forward to a lot of them, um, but unfortunately, they cannot happen but there's hopefully hopefully always next year last week it was announced that the kingston fall fair was cancelled due to the novel coronavirus as it would be difficult to enforce social distancing practices since many volunteers are at the fair are seniors and it would put a lot of them at risk as we know time and again we see a lot of articles and news results that show that there are a lot of COVID-19 breakouts, specifically in long-term care homes. Kingston MPP Ian Arthur called for changes and investments to be made in long-term care homes to manage the situation that exists within them. Last Friday, the Skeleton Park Arts Festival put out a release saying that they're cancelling the festival and moving at least some of it online. In the press release, it says, the festival has been offering creative, socially distanced arts opportunities throughout the spring, from taking an artist residency online to the varied storytelling from local artists in their staff at-home video series, to live coffeehouse events via Zoom, and has plans to deliver pop-up street performances and a neighborhood art exhibit this June as well. Even though quarantine is keeping us inside for the most part, There are a lot of groups in Kingston who have been curating some amazing online events to keep us busy during times like this. The city of Kingston launched an online exhibition called Collecting Histories that contains stories about past people, past events, traditions, and the rich history that comes with Kingston. Like I said earlier, the Skeleton Park Arts Festival is moving some stuff online, and they actually have three artists performing online over the original intended SPAF weekend, which is the Summer Solstice weekend, which is taking place um, the Friday, June 19th to um, Sunday, June 21st, which is also Father's Day weekend. Um, so these online concerts are actually in collaboration with the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. The Isabel Bader Center launched the Bally Tobin Festival this past Saturday, May 16th, and the festival will run all the way until August 19th, so that means three months of online concerts from a wide variety of musicians and artists performers will perform live at the Isabel Bader Center, where their performances will be streamed live for free for anyone with an internet connection to enjoy. International music, classical music, jazz music, rock pop, there's something for everyone, so it is definitely a festival worth checking out. The festival kicked off Saturday evening with a performance by the Griffin Trio, performing Beethoven's Archduke Trio, and the Jorak Dumkey Trio in partnership with the Ottawa Chamberfest and Chamber Music Society of Detroit. But enough with me rambling about the Valley Tobin Festival because today I have Trisha Baldwin, who is the director of the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts, um, and she's going to tell us all about the inaugural Valley Tobin Festival happening this summer. So I have my laptop set up, I got my Zoom call going, and I have Trisha online with me right now. So hi Trisha, welcome to CFRC 101.9 FM. It is a pleasure to have you on my show today. How are you?
1: Fine, thanks so much for inviting me.
0: Of course, so glad to have you here. Um, I know that you've been featured... um, a few times on CFRC um, for interviews regarding all of the exciting stuff that happens at the Isabel. There's always something fun going on there. Um, but for any listeners who are maybe not familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Isabel?
1: Well, I'm the director of the Isabel Bader Centre for the Performing Arts, and um, the Isabel opened um, in September 2014, and I just arrived um, just after um, the opening and it's this wonderful world-class venue and we have um many things from classical to jazz to the world music indigenous music and um children's programming but when it came um, to the COVID isolation what's very interesting is the ironic part of isolation is all the collaborations that are now happening as a result of the isolation and so I started talking to members of the community and they um, just started um, saying, well, it'd be really great if we could do some streaming. And we said, well, yeah, we, we wanted to set up a digital concert hall at the Isabel. So we got everybody in a Zoom call and together we created this wonderful festival that just opened on Saturday night. And then I was talking with the Griffin Trio and they said, "Well, we're partnering with the Chamber Music Society of Detroit and Rhode Island Chamber Music um, Concerts and uh, War Memorial in Gross Point, Michigan. Why don't we partner with them?" So it just—it was this flower that just bloomed. It was very exciting. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. All these like great things, even from the states, like all coming together to, you know, give people some entertainment during quarantine, since
1: we're all kind of stuck and at it's home. Such a- and the great thing is, beyond entertainment, it's um, it was live music because we can go onto YouTube or any streaming site and and listen to music, but just to have live music that was happening right in that moment, it had the most amazing energy to it, and um we were on our digital concert hall and also, um, on Facebook and all the comments that were flowing in, like finally, it was like this great oasis after being in the desert for such a long time to hear live music again.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's really great to hear. Um, so yeah, you said, um, we, you launched this past weekend with the festival and stuff so can you tell us a little bit about the um different people and the different groups who are involved um especially with regards to the bally tobin foundation
1: sure well Joel tobin and the Bally tobin foundation were great and i i went to them and said we've we've got this idea and a lot of um, artists and arts workers are losing employment right now because festivals are are disappearing because of COVID but we're trying to make sure that we're um, keeping artists working and we had this idea and they said we'll send a proposal and a budget and and we did and it, it got approved and so I went back to the committee and we had uh, Greg Tilson involved with the Skeleton Park Arts Festival. So they've got um, three programs from their festival that will be streamed from our place. And we talked to the Kingston Symphony who had done um, two groups and then Pal and I duo as well and um, wonderful jazz groups with John Stewart had the, um, Jive um, Slippers, um, a wonderful jazz group, as well as a Kingston Cabaret with the Musique Key House Band and Selena Cirelli. Hmm. And um, we also have the Benny Goodman Tribute Band. But it was just a bunch of people around this Zoom table that that went out, talked to artists and came back with ideas. We put a a budget together and got approval on the funding. And then we instantly had to create the digital concert hall. So Purely Interactive in Kingston created that for us. And um, we got going and I just feel unbelievably grateful that at the Isabel, our technical team led by Aaron Holmberg just did an amazing job and we were experimenting trying to get that high fidelity sound, yeah. doing so much experimentation and we found okay, the OBN software actually able enables the transmission of a full sound envelope rather than zoom that is sampling and compresses um, the sound quite a lot and uh, Vimeo as the ingest home page so we really were trying to get that beautiful sound but our tech team just knocked it out of the park I I was just I said I was writing an email I said I don't know the emoji from for bowing but that's what (laughs) I want to do to you for you now (laughs) they just did such a great job
0: yeah for sure That's great. And yeah, it sounds really exciting, but also could be nerve wracking, I bet, like putting together a three month festival in probably not even two months, because I think it's only just been two months since um, Ford declared Ontario as a state of emergency. So what was that whole experience like of coming together and putting on such a large scale event and long strut out event in such a short
1: amount of time? Well, it definitely put pressure on, because people were asking, well, have you heard, and um, we said, well, we have to find the funding first, because um, it's a free festival online, and, and we wanted to ensure that the artists were paid. Mm-hmm. That was extremely important to us, and all the arts workers and the artists um, were paid for their work, and so we had to do that, and... Um, we had to get the marketing done. There were um, agreements that needed to be done. So it was definitely crunched down, but um, because there was so much goodwill, we all kind of made it happen. And um, we were talking to um, our partners in Detroit and um, they said, well, we've been doing this now for a month or so, and here's all the mistakes that happened when our first streaming broadcast. So everybody was sharing all the things that happened. and. What we learned is um, that you need to create a lot of redundancy so that we had two different computers taking different feeds. So if, if something happened to one computer Or um, one streaming software that we we actually had the ability to switch over and go to another um, uh, option to to still have the concert go on and so we learned about how how to make sure that there is multiple streams so if something went wrong that we were a-okay and so that That learning, as you say, was totally crunched into a short period of time. And definitely we felt the pressure, but there was this adrenaline that we all had that it was so exciting. (laughs) And and that determination that we just wanted to really reflect the beauty of the artist to the best of our abilities. And so we kind of went for it. But I, I think when you've got that urgency and sense of goodwill, some really great things can happen in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was so great to work, but everybody was so positive because, you know, Friday the 13th when everything um, closed down, the sadness of um, everybody thinking about no live music and the, uh, just the implications of what, what was happening, it, it just made us feel sad but i think what's great in the arts is we're such great solution finders that like we got out of that period and said but what do we need to do the show must go on let's just find a different way and then i think sometimes in harder times you become much more innovative and that's what ended up happening
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing that's really Really good. And you, we see like time and again with this whole quarantine situation, it's the arts that are, you know, keeping people busy and things like that, whether that be even TV shows, movies, live concerts, um, online art classes, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really great. Um, and you said that this past weekend saturday evening it was the first um live stream of the ballytobin festival so how how like how
1: was it how was, um and what it was it went so well and um, we were on facebook as well and so people were writing at a mile a minute just saying oh, thank goodness it's live music and and on um, all these in high for rhode island and all these people were writing in saying the sound's so beautiful we love the sound and uh glad to see things happening at the isabel and and then lots of emails came in afterwards but it just this i think music creates so much joy in people and just this this feeling of joy and because it was a live concert and not just an like another stream video that we all knew that it was special and that we knew what was interesting with a live concert, you always have that sense of anticipation and excitement. And so with this, we knew that there were audiences in Rhode Island and Michigan and Ottawa, the wow. Ottawa Chamberfest in Kingston, we were all right there together. And um, it, we just had this great sense of camaraderie through a live performance because we knew it was happening right now. And uh, I, I think, you know, in society, we need um, the ability to have communal activities because we actually are very social beasts, <laughs> and instead of being in isolation, all of a sudden we had a, a sense of expanded community, and that's very moving. It's a very moving experience to experience something together.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely,
1: um... rather than just being on our iPad and clicking a few things, that's that's not an emotional experience, but doing something together is (laughs)
0: yeah for sure definitely different compared to just you know going on youtube finding any you know live performance but compared to you know knowing that you're kind of watching it with people from all over the world to be honest it's it's an exciting experience for sure and you said that you had people in the states too so um the like it's Accessible to and anyone. Music
1: lovers, choose. right? So everybody, all these music lovers from all over, were just were so excited, and and the Griffin Trio, they, they played so beautifully, and we happened to have um, Joan Tobin and the Ballet Tobin Foundation had given a beautiful gift um, to the Isabel, which was a a brand new um, Ballet Tobin. It was a Hamburg Steinway piano.
2: Wow! And it
1: was the very first time that piano had been played in a full concert. And so when we heard the piano, it's this gorgeous sounding instrument. And So then people were writing and saying, oh my goodness, that piano. (laughs) So there was a bunch of firsts that were happening, but um, it was a very beautiful feeling.
0: Mm -hmm. And you're saying that um, people, when they're on the live stream and stuff, you said that it's on Facebook and also the Isabel Digital Concert Hall? Yes. Awesome. So, and
1: um, we also had a, another stream, a backup stream, um, going on YouTube as well. Oh, so amazing. that We were just trying to hedge our best because sometimes, you know, the gremlins get in there and <laughs> we wanted to make sure, but um, we didn't have any hiccups, which we were very happy about.
0: That's good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you said that people were um, sending in comments and things like that. So, what kind of is... Um, process like for audience members so what can audience members expect from an online music festival since a lot of them have probably never
1: attended one before well i guess everybody went in with a fresh mind not knowing what it was going to be like i think it surprised us all how exciting it was that we were it's so different when you're just watching a video but that we still had that feeling of this is a concert right now. And so I think it surprised us how um, how exciting that, that live and special that live experience was. And we made sure in the design of our um, digital concert hall that it was easy to get on. So it says live streaming, go. <laughs> then you click on the artist and, and that's it. We, we wanted to take away like any, any barriers that could could happen that would stop somebody from listening, and also some people are much more familiar with Facebook, so that we just had alternate ways um, to listen. And as we go forward, in addition to the festival, we were um we have the Bader and Overton Canadian Cello Competition that was going to be a live event, and now it can't be, and so we're going online, and that will have the additional challenge that there are eight semifinalists cellists who are of fantastic um quality as artists and um they're in eight different cities in three countries wow. and we're going to be doing remote streaming in and cbc was so excited about it now um, the full competition the semifinals and finals are going to be um webcast um, by cbc on cbc.ca slash music that's really exciting and, um, so there's there's people across the country that are really excited to see what we're doing mm-hmm. yeah and, and we just love it because we, we 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 love music and we love musicians and <laughs> it's a, it, it's just a very fulfilling and, and adventuresome time
0: mm-hmm. and um i guess oh my my next question is um can you maybe speak um, about some of the artists who will be in attendance during the festival, some new and maybe also some familiar faces to the Kingston community.
1: Sure. Um, well, with a Skeleton Park Arts Festival, Greg and his programming team have put together a really great group of people. and um, they're starting off with Fraze, um, who is a contemporary adult and hip-hop, and he's kind of a merger of a, a number of different art forms. And um, he's originally from uh, Montreal, a uh, fantastic musician. And um, it was great to hear about him because he's, he's on his way up. You could just see that the amount of talent that, and attention that he's getting. And then um, they are also presenting Kingston's own Sadaf Amini, who plays the Iranian Centur And um, she um, won the YGK uh, competition that was at the Isabel. And what a fabulous player. She's just, she's mesmerizing. I, I've i never seen that kind of focus and concentration and just the beauty of her music. And um, she's a composer, she's a player, a very, very intelligent, she kind of... Um, this great merger between a big heart and a big brain (laughs) and uh just a beautiful beautiful musician and then uh leanne simpson who's an indigenous artist and she's coming with her group and she's really interesting not only is she a musician but she's also an author so it's kind of a multi arts presentation so i think they put together a really creative um, group of people interesting and then After that, we've got the Palinai duo with Adrian Shannon and Joy Innes, and they're going to be doing a classical program um, for two pianos, including the Schubert Fantasy. And they are fabulous players. And interestingly, they came to Germany, to Hamburg, to help choose the piano. So um, they're going to be playing on the piano that they actually chose when uh, we were in um, Germany. So um, I I think that will be wonderful. And Giselle Dahlbeck-Chesniak, who was the former concertmaster of the Kingston Symphony, she was also on the programming committee. And her trio, Triola, is going to be playing classical and Celtic and beyond. And um, that will be a very lovely concert and uh, we've got the principal clarinetist of the uh, kingston symphony and her husband playing a duo clarinet um concert very nice and the great uh runyon's um is a a wonderfully talented musician and to to have um the the groups like the benny goodman um uh tribute band and then uh, john stewart's uh, jive ass slippers band to have that wonderful jazz and i think what's great is if uh, the Musiki Cafe is this really great place where Mm -hmm. musicians are discovered and and celebrated so um, we're having the Musiki house band with Selena Trelli, who's a wonderful uh, storyteller but she and her um, firebirds she has really um, championed female artists so they are going to be the stars of the show as well so it's um, a neat combination of musicians really reaching out and saying what can we do and um we made sure because it's it's not the same as a live concert, so we've made sure that we're handling all the lighting, and we've got four um, remote um, operated cameras so that the angle changes all the time. Because apparently, if we look at one image at uh, for a period of time our our brain gets bored and so we've made sure that we have all the different angles just as if you're watching a concert you're you know looking at one musician and then the other mm-hmm. that, that it is kind of much more of an interactive experience that's and awesome. at the end of the concert so we take all the audience's questions and then we um, we put them up on a screen in front of the musicians and the musicians actually answer the questions from the audience that's so cool and it's really good so then it is immersive and interactive yeah
0: it's not just something that you know you look at for an hour it's like it and gives you a chance to engage
1: like, because people really were writing in the whole time so oh, i love that piece and i love this and it was it was uh, um, pretty neat and so um you know through hard times uh, it'll be interesting to see how this whole experience affects how we do live performances in the future Because we've we've learned so much about that interactivity. It's it's, um, quite wonderful. Yeah, I was
0: um, on that note, actually. um, Would you ever um, consider maybe, you know, perhaps once this is all done and we go back to normal, whenever that may be, would the Isabel consider um, doing more live streaming, perhaps, you know, like maybe if people pay
1: online or something like that and they. Exactly, because I think. It enables us to share the music with a lot of people, and you, you think there's um, a lot of people that aren't able um, to participate um, in concerts. It could be that um, for health reasons they're no no longer able to go to concerts. So we're we're going to continue to stream, continue to collaborate with different groups. We're already talking in the fall of um, collaborating with different concert halls, and and um, just having a broader range of um, activities. Um, in addition to the live um, experience, um, to continue some of the the streaming experience as well.
0: Yeah, that's really great to hear. Um, that's yeah. yeah. Um, and is there? I know that the festival just kicked off, so there's still obviously like a lot more time until it um, comes to an end. But what are you most looking forward to about it, or what are you like most thrilled about regarding the whole festival?
1: I I'm so glad that um. Everybody, there's so many people that participated in the programming <laughs> and it, it resulted in so many different, um, musical disciplines being represented. Mm-hmm. And, and so that I've, I think anybody that, that sees the whole, um, festival will go on a very wonderful journey. And, you know, it, um, before, people would say, well, I like classical music, I like jazz, I like rock. But now, because the, through the internet, we're, we're I'm actually becoming much more open um, to different forms of expression and and are exposing ourselves to different forms of expression. And it, it's the advantage of a live festival that you start to hear music that you haven't heard before. Mm-hmm. And you say, I actually like that. But they may have not taken the initiative to listen to it by themselves, but when it's presented in a a (laughs) multidisciplinary festival, you think, well, that's a, a really neat musical journey. I'm going to look up that group. I really love them. And that's why we you know always want to be lifelong learners and be curious all of our lives. But that in, in curating a festival, you, you want to kind of um, foster that, that curiosity and audience members to go beyond their regular comfort level and try something different. And that's, that's what the whole committee that put this festival together did.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a really great team that worked together to bring something so They're amazing. amazing.
1: As this. Totally amazing.
0: Yeah, completely. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or say to everyone before we end?
1: Well, just just uh, in the community, support your musicians and find ways of engaging musicians and remember that they make their living off of playing and they should be paid for their services. So. Uh, make sure that um, I- anything you can do to hire musicians during this period is so appreciated by the musicians and anybody who's listening to them. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we've got to support the artists in our community. It's just essential that we do that during this period and, and beyond.
0: For sure. So are all the artists who are part of the festival, are they all King's, Are they all in the general
1: Kingston area then for the most part? Most, most of them are in the Kingston area. Um, the Griffin Trio, um, it kind of goes between Montreal and Toronto, or sorry, Ottawa and Toronto, because they run the Ottawa Chamberfest, but they have been at the Isbell so many times and they do all the recordings. And then um, it was Skeleton Park did a combination of um, Kingston and just um, beyond Kingston in in terms of their programming. But the majority of the artists are are Kingston artists.
0: That's good. Yeah.
1: It's, It's just really exciting to see that kind of goodwill in the community. um, It's a very we're very lucky in Kingston that we've got
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, and there's such a vibrant arts and music culture in Kingston. It's one of the reasons that I love it. So, yeah, it's really great that we have people like you and all these other great places who come together and put on a great, nice three month music festival for us to make quarantine a little bit easier.
1: exactly and connect with other people when we're online and they share our experience you know that's that's part of it you want to share if you're in the audience you want to say oh was that ever great and but it's harder to do that by yourself at home but it's much easier when everybody's online to to actually share the experience with each other and um yeah as i mentioned that that whole sense of community is something very beautiful and just makes us all treasure kingston even more you know
0: mm-hmm, definitely well thank you so much trisha for coming on well kind of on air to cfrc um and talking about us um talking with us about the Tobin festival um hopefully this will make a lot of more people want to tune in to all the amazing different um artists that are going to be performing throughout the next three months um, but yeah thank you so much
1: well, thank you for having me. This yes. is a great conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, it
0: was great. It was really great to hear. And I, I loved how passionate you were about speaking about it. It was really great. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Emily Steele, of Emily Steele and The Deal, who will be performing at the Ballytobin Festival in August. back and you're listening to cfrc 101.9 fm that was endless nights by oakridge avenue they are actually also performing at the ballytobin festival which is why i decided to play a little bit of their music they sound so awesome and that is definitely a fun exciting show that i would definitely want to tune into um, so yeah that was oakridge avenue um, we just had a great sit down with trisha baldwin director of the isabel bader center one of the brains behind the ballytobin now that we know more about behind the scenes and the cool creation of the festival kind of creating it from out of thin air we're going to talk with one of the featured artists of the festival emily Steele. so i'm going to switch over to my phone we're going to ring her up um, and i'm going to sound a little bit different a little bit muffled um but we're going to have a great conversation with emily so let's go there
2: um how are you doing today
3: I'm doing all right, thanks. Yeah, things are pretty good. I did a gardening job this morning, so I tackled a juniper bush.
2: (laughs) Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's like the perfect time to do it. The weather's finally starting to uh, warm up and look good for us, so that's nice.
3: Oh, it's really nice. Yeah, things are starting Mm -hmm. to green up. It's really comfortable. This is the perfect time of season, a light breeze and uh, not too warm yet. It's kind of my, this is my optimal time.
2: Yep, same here. Yeah. It was really nice that it came right in time for the long weekend too.
3: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right
2: on. Um, yeah, so I just um I actually just got off the uh I got off of a Zoom call with Trisha Baldwin, the director of The Isabel, um, oh, talking about the Ballytoven festival. Um and I'm really glad that you were able um to squeeze me in today um for a quick interview. because um, you 'cause you're you're
3: performing at the festival with your band. I- I am, yes. I'm really excited. That's going to be maybe the first, well, the one and only time that we're going to, as a band, be able to play together. So um, I'm so happy that I was asked to participate. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Yes, for sure. It sounds like an amazing initiative that all those people um, got together behind um, to support all the local um, Kingston musicians and artists and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. um, Yeah, for sure.
3: Um, Did you check out the one earlier this week?
2: No, I didn't watch the one on Saturday. Did you?
3: Yeah, I saw a little bit of it, and it was amazing. Um, Yeah,
2: I heard good things. Quartet,
3: yeah, yeah, really. uh, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. The quality is amazing, and, yeah, it's just, I've never played at the Isabel. I've gone to some symphony shows and some other, uh, you know, contemporary shows there, Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just room has that power and awe in it so yeah. It really it, does. And, yeah. It has like a church vibe, you know, where you're just like, whoa. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, that's great. Um so,
2: um you can just jump right into it. Can you tell us a little bit um about yourself and maybe even your other um two band members and just about your experience of being a musician and how you all kind of got into being Emily Steele and the Deal.
3: Okay. So Emily and Steele and the Deal is Myself, Emily, I play with a baritone guitarist named Jack Lockridge, uh, and that's my drummer, uh, John Irwin. So we all met just through mutual friends, basically, over the years, and we all decided, well, like I originally started playing with John, and I was looking to kind of expand and uh, try out another sound. So yeah, Jack and I crossed paths and I asked him if he was interested, and that's really how it got started. Um, I'm someone who loves music and I've been playing it just mostly, you know, at open mics for quite a long time. So it was in 2017 that I really started putting a lo- lot more time and energy into the project and watching it grow and mature and change and uh, slowly getting better. <laughs> um, yeah, I've just kind of been a little t- turtling along like step by step kind of learning what, uh, making music and the live show and yeah, all the different aspects make what making a record is like. So it's been uh, ever changing, and I'm I'm not slowing down by any means. Uh, but yeah, it's just been a great journey so far.
2: That's really good to hear. And your um, the band was created in 2017, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So only so three years. Um, and what have you um, all kind of been able to do over the
3: past three years? What is it? Well, originally, um, I mostly brought pre-written songs to the to the band. So how we've written has changed, and we start we started uh jamming more, where we just are going. You know, there's a rhythm and beat going on, and we're just improvising together. So we're definitely a lot more comfortable just being able to read each other musically. So that's definitely a have changed since the beginning in terms of how we write music. I still bring a song every once in a while. I'm like, okay, I've written this and I think it's somewhere. But usually it, it changes a lot because Jack and John contribute immensely to the overall sound. So, they, you know, how I'm playing it changes along the way as well. And then when we bring it live, it can change again. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't know what the next steps are. So obviously I've just been busy writing right now and not sure if the guys are picking up their instruments and whatnot, but yeah, it's been we uh, our schedule is like once a week we always got together, so it's been it's been a big void in my life, but I'm filling it with you know I still make sure I get down and practice and do my thing. So uh, good, yeah, some time to go inwards, I suppose. <laughs>
2: Um, so, like we mentioned, you're performing at the Tobin Festival in August. Um, what do you think of being a part of an online music festival?
3: It makes me, one part, excited and one part a little nervous just because it's a new experience. But mm-hmm. I, I there's an excitement to that as well. So, yeah, in terms of being asked to be involved, I've, yeah, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It's a great opportunity. Um, we're going to be able to access a huge audience that I would never be able to, like example, a lot of my aunts and uncles who've never seen me play, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be able to reach out to them and they're going to be able to experience the online show as well. So those are some aspects that I'm really, that really brings a smile to my face, getting involved and yeah, just being able to share my music. Yeah, for
2: sure. It's kind of crazy to think that really anyone in the world could essentially tune in. Um, exactly. From wherever yeah. and Yeah. Watch you perform live. That's such a an, an amazing venue.
3: Yeah, it exists forever, but at the same time, I hope we can uh, get together to practice a few times because we haven't played together since mid-March, but whatever happens, we'll make it work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so um, I think you guys had a couple shows in Kingston in late February, um, I like at the Mansion, and... Um,
3: oh, I Grad Club in the Toucan, I think. Yes. Backing yeah, I...
2: Mhm um so that was kind of like before everything blew up with the whole COVID-19 situation and you know before things were declared as like a state of emergency was there anything in the works that um you guys had planned for the next few months that you've kind of had to alter and play around with?
3: Yes, definitely. Um mostly shows coming up is what we were focusing on. So, you know, some Summer festivals were lined up, and we had a gig going on at the Dakota Tavern in Toronto in April. Mm -hmm. Um, I was starting to be like, maybe we should go in and maybe put down a song, look into starting to record something. Um, But I hadn't initiated that. That was definitely in the back burner of like, okay, that's the next step. And maybe some T-shirts, which uh, still can be done. But I was like, oh, but now I'm like, wait, should I be investing in T-shirts right now? Probably Mm -hmm. not. So those were some things. Like I always have a list of like things to chip away at, but yeah, everything just kind of feels like just on hold a bit, you know, it'd have to be patient and wait it out and yeah. Um take a take it day by day on in that sense. So
2: mm-hmm. Day by day, yeah. That's definitely a
3: a good way to approach
2: this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, yeah. Quarantine
2: mantra also
3: sorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see what's more brief. But... <laughs> anyway, so I'm just, I'm not resting it. I'm letting it take its time and it'll play out and we will carry on where we left off uh, when, when the time comes.
2: Mm-hmm. That's really great to hear. Um, and, um, you know during this whole covid nineteen pandemic, obviously being in quarantine and that kind of stuff, how do you as an artist, a musician, how do you create and continue to have a presence um with with the arts during um this during a time like
3: this? Well, yeah, making music's been always in my routine um so it it has given me greater focus right now in order to finish songs that were half started and I've also written a few, a few new ones that are, that are okay. They're still uh, shape shifting a bit. So in terms of just having more time right now, and, and I'm not always, you know, uh, focusing it into music, but that's definitely been a greater, you know, I'm spending more time doing it ultimately. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I'm writing, and uh, I'm making the I'm making the best of it, and it is not necessarily inspiring. I'm not singing so much about isolation right now, but I'm kind of finding characters and people who I've met as well, and incorporating them into my writing right now, which has been maybe a little escapism or whatnot. But it's kind of like connecting to someone uh, in another way. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that's been
3: another thing that I've been doing.
2: That's really cool. And how is it, um, because you said that, you know, with your, um, with the other two guys and stuff, you guys kind of just like jam out and it's a lot of improvisation, but now you don't really have that. So how has, like, how has that been different for you and um, has it been easier, harder, that sort of thing?
3: Yeah, well, I guess it's mostly self-motivated. So depending on the day, that can be challenging. Um, But it's just back, back to basics with me. So I'm back when I'm holding my guitar and I'm writing a lot of like folk songs and country songs, but that's usually a lot. Like when I bring those songs to the band, they usually are in that kind of uh format <laughs> and th- it brings true to those genres. But, and then I plug in the electric guitar and then all of a sudden, yeah, things change and, so we'll see what happens to these ones, but it's just back to basics. I got my acoustic guitar out. It's always kicking around in a room, and sometimes I midday I'll pick it up and I'll like be able to write a verse. And I'm like, oh cool, write that one down, and then walk away from it. So it's just kind of like in my day to day, I'm just picking it up and seeing if any seeing if inspiration strikes or not. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And some, to hear, though. yeah, yeah, it, it's been all right. I've I've written a new a uh, new song about this. Girl, uh, I took the VIA Rail in January. I was, they have this program called the Artist on Board, and you can get a free train trip, and you perform three times a day to the passengers. And I met a uh, passenger, Katie, c- coming back from BC to I was going to Toronto Union Station, and she she got on in Saskatoon, so we were able to get to know each other. We we basically just ate meals together, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, would have a chat and a laugh and whatnot. And anyway, she just told me about her life, and I just found it. It just kind of struck a chord with me. She, like, just opened a greenhouse, and I really like gardening. I was like, ooh. So <laughs> we really just fostered a great connection. And the 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 greenhouse company was called Prairie Petals, or she renamed it, but she bought it from her partner's uh, aunt and uncle. They were selling their greenhouse. And so it, it, when they owned it, it was called Prairie Petals. I was like, oh, that's just such a great name. So I'm I'm toying around with that song right now, Prairie Petals. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, a bit of a song about her, Katie. So it's been, yeah, that's a song I wrote during these times. You just kind of, yeah, it came slowly. I'm not one of those people who can, like, bang it out one day, or at least not yet. (laughs) Maybe one day (laughs) it will happen. But I kind of tip away at it over a week or two. Mm
2: -hmm, Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Awesome. And... Um, how can can your local community or even larger communities support um, the arts during a time like this when a lot of um, opportunities for artists are kind of not available or as accessible to them anymore as they would have been?
3: Yeah, well, I think our community is doing an amazing job at that by providing a bunch of these online opportunities. Um, I've had a few offers now, and I have a a couple of great events coming up where people in the community have reached out and it's keeping the art seeds thriving and you know you can't catch every online show but if you're able to catch one or two um, you know jump in say a hey ho that that feels good and that's empowering it you know it fills you up a bit so this I have a few things coming up this week actually so uh, so Skelton Park Arts Festival they're doing an at home series and the Elm Cafe is doing a coffee house so on the 21st, so this Thursday, Charlotte Cornfield's going to be their feature performer, and they're going to have a bunch of local acts You could reach out and be like, hey, I'd like to feature a song, and I'm going to play the Prairie Pedal song, actually. So they kind of reached out to me. They're like, hey, um, what do you think about this? And then maybe on June the 4th, I'm going to be a feature performer, so I'm going to do a few songs in that set and have an opportunity to once again share my music uh, to a bunch of people who haven't got to check me out or, you know, see what I got to say. So that's really awesome. And then on Friday, uh, Visit Kingston reached out. So I'm going to do Going Live with uh, Visit Kingston on this Friday at 8 p.m. So that will be on Instagram. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'm going to be promoting those things coming up. They're just putting the finishing touches on it. So, yeah. So I'm trying to get savvy with the tech right now. I have an interface and the drivers on my computer are, I'm still, we're ironing it out. I got me and my partner chipping away at it, trying to get, you know, the tech side of it figured out. So that's new territory for me. So really I'm learning a bunch of new skills, <laughs> learning the sound side of it, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is good, <laughs> but it has a just uh, holdups, I guess, or or at least I'm at a crossroads right now. We're like, well,
2: yeah, That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll
3: see.
4: <laughs> the
3: computer um, mic will work, but it's just not as high quality sound that you can get by using a proper mic and interface. So, yeah, right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
3: Well, I hope that you're doing really well and that everyone else there is you know, holding up okay, trying, trying to get through the day, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's all.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for talking with me about um, your music and about, um, you know, your upcoming performances and all that stuff. Always just happy um, to support a local musician for sure. Thanks. And yeah, um, I look forward to your um, event at the Isabel and also the other ones as well. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, great. Right on. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person one day, Alexandra. Thanks so much for reaching out and, uh, yeah, be interested. Well, have a great afternoon.
2: You too, thank you.
3: I'll catch you later. Bye now.
2: Yep, bye.
0: I hope that you all enjoyed today's segment of today in ygk if there's any local news for you to share please be sure to send myself alexandra an email at news at cfrc.ca i hope you have a great rest of your day and i hope that you enjoyed this track it is in fact by emily steel in the deal it is called gold it is an amazing track really feel good um and i hope that you enjoy it and if you do then you know that you can catch them in august at the ballytobin festival but i highly suggest checking out all the other artists because there are some really cool um people who are performing as trisha told us about and there's kind of something for everyone we got pop rock music we got jazz classical um international music so you can go on the Isabel website it's www.queensu.ca backslash the Isabel, and you can find information on the ballytobin festival the different art artists and musicians the dates the times and you can um, figure out how to access the festival itself for whenever you want to check out those shows so i hope that you enjoyed um this has been Today in YGK with me, Alexandra Fernandez, which airs every Wednesday at 5 p.m. this summer on CFRC 101.9, also available on www.cfrc.ca and the TuneIn Radio app available for iOS and Android devices. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday, everybody, and take care.
4: Baby, I, my father said. He left this world when I was far too young. Put on his boots, still a little too big for you. I'm my father, my father's son. So, baby.
0: Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.